0: Today on GamerHead Radio, we're in a new studio! GamerHead Radio starts now. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Gamerhead Radio. I am Viking Jesus Mike Name. It's the man that's still sitting by the door in our new studio. Or Charlie's new studio. Or fucking whatever. Um, uh, and over here. somebody's uh, out of practice, apparently. It's at <laughs> yeah, we, a week. And it feels like it's been like three months since we last recorded because, yeah. you know, we were doing a sponsorship deal with Planet Gamerhead or something like that. Or whatever it is, I say. Yeah,
1: that commute sucks. <laughs>
0: It's okay, we were thinking with portals, so we got there a lot quicker than we should have. Um, And over here, still sitting by the window, but no longer in
1: trouble of hitting his head on it. The higher window.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is, of course, the surprisingly wearing a Bioshock Infinite t-shirt
1: goat. I've wore this before. Yeah, I know. This is my Sunday ensemble. Nothing says Sunday like Bioshock Infinite.
0: (laughs) That's surprisingly accurate.
1: And over here, the man who actually owns the new studio,
0: because he d- did the moving thing. That's right. <laughs> Is the Technotronic or himself, Mr. Charlie Worth. Candy Mountain, moving on, up, moving on up,
2: moving on up, moving
3: on, on Hi. <laughs> 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 um, You're still on the west side.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but of a be- different town, bigger house,
1: and stuff and five, shut off five cars and whatever else that "Take for sale song says
0: yeah folks we have to come clean a little bit here the, the real reason we missed our uh uh
3: episode last week is i know because... this is going to come as a shock to a lot of you <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: neptune didn't happen
0: <laughs> the real reason we missed our episode last week was because uh charlie was moving a couple cities over um, and, uh, the studio was in multiple pieces, and we were unable to record, unless you all wanted to go back to the rock band Mike days, which could have happened, but Charlie no. probably won't let me. No, that was, that
1: was two to one no. <laughs> no. I actually, I thought that it was unanimous, because Mike was kind of like, we no. could... Please say no, please say no, please say no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but anyway, new house means new studio, so, uh, we uh, we have to make this official. Official. We are officially in. Technotronicorn Studios. Because the last one had this weird thing from his past life.
0: Yeah, so...
1: I dub the Technotronicorn Studio. And we should probably have something like a breaking glass there. (laughs) Maybe a ship horn. I don't
3: know. Wait, I've got a bottle right here. Ow! That didn't work. In the first bloodshed. In the studio.
0: (laughs) Medic! Anyway, of course, uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us, even though we were gone last week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, EVO 2014 is going on right now. Big fighting game hullabaloo. Um, It'll be done by the time you guys hear this, but, you know. Um, Coming up soon is going to be uh, QuakeCon in Texas, and immediately following that is San Diego Comic-Con the week after.
3: Um, At this point in time, how much Quake actually happens at QuakeCon? Um... Some yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty
1: sure they Charlie... still have they,
0: they still have Quake uh, uh, Quake Arena tournaments or Quake I'm Live sure or there'd Quake be some or whatever. yeah yeah but but, but it, you it, know. it's
3: definitely not in its heyday. anymore. Well, it's better anymore. than Doom Con or
0: ID it, Con. It, would it really be better than DoomCon? Con?
1: Yes. Oh, okay. As a
0: diehard Doom fan, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quake Con is
1: better than Doom. Why don't they just put them all together and call it Nostalgia Con?
0: Uh, Nintendo's got a, a trademark on that. Oh. <laughs> Of course they do. <laughs> um, not a lot of games coming out soon anyway. Just a bunch of indie games and a couple re-releases. and uh, the, We won't see a big game hit the, hit the horizon until August when the likes of Madden and Tales of Zillia 2 and Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright come out, which I may or may not be excited for, but anyway. Um, so we've got two weeks worth of games to catch up on. Let's see if we can all remember it. Let's start with GOAT, as we always do.
1: I can. You can. And you'll you be surprised. You know, I actually got some gaming in. I don't know where in my crazy life. I actually got some gaming in. (laughs) Alright, we got the list. Get a a little list, but a good list. Uh, uh, Worked on a little bit more Charlie Murder. It was fun, decent. Oh, yeah, I need to play that. Yeah. Uh, Went on a binge, apparently, because I followed that up with um, uh, Hell Yeah, Death, or uh, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. What? Which is a side-scroller about a uh, rabbit who's the prince of hell, and he's avenging the pictures the paparazzi took of him in the bathtub by killing 100 monsters. That may be the best plot line I've ever heard. It, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's like, it's like crazy, like, off-the-wall, like, high, high-cell animation and stuff like that. Interesting. Nice. So it was really fun. I got stuck. I'll have to get back to it. There's a guy. There's a, go- a ram with a large weapon that I can't quite figure out. But... <laughs> In that, I switched over and uh, picked up uh, Murdered: Soul Suspect. That's all that, sold, that uh, Square Enix yeah. game. How is that? Um, not sixty bucks. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the twenty-five I cashed in on it. I'm okay with it. It's, okay. It's it's the storytelling, like the, the storytelling grippingness of like uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. And uh, and it's you know cop murder mystery thriller right, kind of yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah. That's the highlight. Other <laughs> than that, it's like uh. It's a stealthy, avoid-everything combat kind of game. Uh, Which, it kind of plays into the story. It makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still there. Uh, so it's like 30 bucks, so it's really good. The story's worth it.
0: I might look into it eventually.
1: So, I was just on a whim. I wanted to play it, and I'm, I'm glad I picked it up for what I did. Okay. And that's it. Cool.
0: Charlie, have you gotten any gaming in over the past two weeks? <laughs> I've been
1: playing life-size
0: Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> And I've been helping. Yes, and as I. That's very
3: true. Um, I, I even um, w- one of the one of the fine folks uh, who helped me move. Uh, we, we call him Bizarro Mike because he is also named Mike, and he also has a beard, and he he also plays a lot of video games. So he's a lot like you. Just the beard is shorter, and he drinks beer. So you know. Um, so yeah, Bizarro Mike. Uh, while we were while we were packing up uh, on one of our trips, he actually on his phone whipped it out and brought up apparently the ska cover of the Tetris music. Which what? was actually really great. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, that that's it. <laughs> life size Tetris for two weeks.
1: Just uh, how many, how many level? Lo- what level did you get to? Uh, like, was it really flying at one point? Or no, no, no. So you're like a level one. The levels one... were
3: going backwards. It was, <laughs> it was getting
1: slower as we went. <laughs> Reverse life Tetris. Got yeah. it. Yeah.
3: yeah, no, I. I haven't even hooked up any of my consoles yet. Um, I'm 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 in like withdrawal at this point. But priorities. You poor human being. Yeah. Well, what what first world problems I know, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um, No, not cool. (laughs) It's the opposite of cool. Well, the bigger picture is cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's true.
0: Um, have you gotten anything set up for your home theater stuff? No. Nothing. No. Nothing. You poor human being.
1: (laughs) I think this is the only thing that's plugged in. Honestly.
3: Oh, well, at least it's yeah. us. Um, part, right. part of the problem is that, um, you know, uh, I thought this time around we'd be able to move. Like previously I've moved in like a little like eight or ten foot like towing box trailer. Yeah. Like I, it's uh, it's Michelle's mom's and we've borrowed it the last, I think, three times that we've moved. The first time we used it, it took like maybe two, maybe like two two trips, I think, in it. You know, we were moving into an apartment, so we didn't have that much. When we went from the apartment to the townhouse, it was like maybe like four or five trips, and we were like, oh, okay. When well, we moved from the townhouse into, our, uh, into the house we just left, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it won't be that many. No, it was like eight freaking trips with the stupid <laughs> box trailer, and I wanted to kill myself by the time it was over. So this time around, Michelle, bless her soul, talked me into getting movers. Um, expensive as hell, but well worth it when you have as much stuff as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they brought the 40-foot box truck. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be enough. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. When you're me, apparently, and you accumulate... I mean, it's great shit, but a whole lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it takes uh, one 40-foot truck, two 9-foot vans, and um, I would say probably about two dozen carload trips in total to move the ridiculous amounts of stuff that, uh, that we own. Mm. Yay, moving. Mm. I am going to die in this house.
0: <laughs> Either that, or they're going to find a way to make it so that you can click a button and everything packs itself and just hightails it out of there, and Charlie will be the first person to
3: use it. When I can move with portals, then I will <laughs> <laughs> If only. Yeah.
1: But then, uh, like, before, you still have to move. But
3: then it's just it's just move picking up something and walking into the next room. Yeah, good point. Yeah.
1: Until you realize that you've done it six thousand times that day and you've only got one room done. But That's, it's a heck of a
3: lot cheaper. <laughs> That's
1: when you get a
0: catapult and just <laughs> launch it into the portal so that you just then it's fun.
3: I guess. I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not thinking with portals. I've just put the portal <laughs> underneath the desk and then the exit on the ceiling in the other room, just drop it in. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's... Yeah, that's one way slim down your (laughs) collection. How come half your stuff's on the curb? Well, you know, four feet. I got this portal uh... Apparently we bought vault ceilings. Who knew? (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: So anyway, I've got quite a list to go through because I went on a strange indie game binge last week. Um, So I played... uh, I finished the Banner Saga. I played To the Moon... Uh, Alice. Really?
3: Huh? To the moon, Alice. No, e- never
1: yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> like a game or actually to the moon?
0: Let's go with both. Okay. Um, good game, really short, really emotional, though. No <laughs> combat, all puzzles. Um, but plays like Final Fantasy VI, like sprite wise. Anyway, um, uh, Banner Saga to the moon. Uh, finally played Goat Simulator. It, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely um, a $10 oh, why the hell not game? Because it's stupid. It's stupid fun. Uh, Goat, our goat, was nowhere to be seen. I was really disappointed. Um, Still working on that with legal.
1: (laughs) I'm sure we could find someone who could actually do that. I think it's going to be the second one. I'm going to get my cameo.
0: Goat Simulator 2?
1: Yeah. Back from the goat. The
0: the entire soundtrack (laughs) is you doing bass tracks?
1: Oh, yeah. It'll be all slap pop.
3: Uh, (laughs) Jazz, fusion, uh, reggae. Um... I thought I, I thought I remember reading something about the developers of uh, of Goat Simulator saying that there was, like, some story that's going to be developing as they come out with, like, upgrades or something like that. Uh, Did I imagine uh, that, or
0: I thought I read that? Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Okay. Um, seems kind of weird, but, hey, whatever. Yeah. Fucking They're just man. running with it.
1: Last time I read, because like, I kind of, you know, maybe have a sort of closeness to it. I follow it a little bit more than probably most. Yeah. The guys are just letting it go. It's hilarious. Like They're just like, whatever you guys want, we'll do. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what you do with that game. You're just like, holy shit, this actually worked. So what do we do now? Because yeah. it wasn't supposed to work. <laughs> um, yeah, it
0: originally originated as an April Fool's joke, and then they released it on April Fool's following. So, um, But we'll get more into simulation games in a little bit here. Um, so there, there was that. I also played um, Dear Esther. Which was really weird. Who names these games? Uh, indie developers. Dear mm-hmm. <laughs> Um And then I think that was the last of my indie binge, and then I played uh, the Bureau XCOM Declassified because I picked it up on clearance at work, and so I was like, why not? Okay, game. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't pay more than 12 bucks for it. Okay. <laughs>
1: but, but worth the 12 bucks? It was worth the 12 bucks, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. So the censorship on the cover doesn't do anything for it? Not really. Okay. I, how what kind of game is it?
3: Because it's a, I, I,
0: it's a third person squad shooter. Okay. So you've got two guys with you at all times that you can tell them like where to go and certain abilities to Imagine uh imagine Mass Effect mm-hmm. but set in like a nineteen sixties
3: uh alien film. See, I I fell in and, love but with but not
0: the, nearly as deep as
3: Mass Effect. Okay. <laughs> I, I fell in love with when they showed it off for the first time and when it was a first person shooter. Oh yeah. When well, it was just XCOM. Everyone, everyone loved it. When it was XCOM made by Bioshock. I mean like right. you know, is it, essentially it's like yeah, you know, it, it it seemed like it had that same level of just creativeness and, right. and you know, just style and everything to it. Yeah. And what what happened? Where did that go? Um, I'm pretty sure the developer the developers too
0: came uh Marin, who actually did Bioshock too. I'm pretty sure they just like they couldn't figure out how it would work, or like Two K told them, it's just like, "Hey, we want you to do this now." I I I, I know there's a whole long like investigation floating around on the internet somewhere, um, but I might have to dig it up and figure out again because I remember there was a reason, but whatever.
3: Well, whatever it was, it was stupid. It was, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, after that, I jumped into. Uh, uh, oh, I fin- I finished the last episode of Wolf Among Us. Which was really good. The The final episode, th- there was a bit of a lull in the middle of the season there. Yeah. The final episode, just like, wow! Just like, it, it's like it punches you in the gut and just like, hey, pay attention! It's like, okay, gotcha. Finally. Yeah, so no, definitely love the whole season. Uh, definitely a great game. Um, and now I've started playing Bravely Default on the 3DS, whittling down my... Massive JRPG backlog, and by massive, I mean it's only five games, but that's like six thousand hours worth of gameplay. You're there. only down to
3: five because you were you were at like a dozen at last time you mentioned it. I thought. Yep,
0: I'm I'm five or six, I think.
1: Wow, nice. Um, the slow months, I think, are helping you. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. The, the fact that there's no games coming out until the end of August that I want. Yeah, that that definitely helps. You get
1: bored for one week, hammer out a bunch of games like you did, and then jump back in for three weeks. Oh yeah.
0: And then things like you know the thing with Watch Dogs happened, where suddenly I can't actually play Watch Dogs. So it's just like okay, I'll play Tales of Grace. fucking whatever. So, so it's been a, it's been a it's it's been a productive been a quote unquote two weeks. Wild ride
1: for you. You've been all over the board. Yeah, but it sounds it sounds like you played like a nineteen fifties primetime TV schedule on India. <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah Um, but we'll get a little bit more
0: into uh, some of these games later on but anyway that's what we did this week in games let's see what the industry did this week in games all right so coming to number five big reveal coming in game informer this month uh the people who made borderlands one of the most popular first person shooters of all time and rightfully so um are trying their hand at the MOBA genre, that's multiplayer online battle arena, uh, games such as Dota 2, League of Legends, and another one that I'm totally forgetting, but whatever, um, have made it popular. Uh, The game is called Battleborn, which I'm actually not a fan of. It's a weird name, but fucking whatever. Um, The interesting thing with this one is that it's a first-person MOBA. So so if I, I don't know if our listeners have seen like MOBA gameplay. I don't know if you guys have seen MOBA gameplay. It it's 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 kind of like RTS style. It looks like, like Diablo, right? Kind of, sort of? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I I actually asked someone like to to help me out with this. So the way so the way it works is that you've got these like computer controlled like minions that go from like point A to point B and they're try they're supposed to be attacking like points or something like that. Oh. And you're just supposed to be, like, fortifying, like, your own defenses and, like, taking out the other minions and taking out the other heroes who have oh, their own minions and stuff like that. Oh, this isn't at all what I thought it was. No, it, it, it's weird. I, I don't know if this is, like, the only type of gameplay, but this is, what, uh, this is what the guy at work told me about. Because I've never played a MOBA, and this guy is really into them. Okay. Um, so, you're so, well, let me, let me put it a better way. You remember Brutal Legend? Yeah. The, the RTS segments? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's basically that, except huh. kind
1: of sounds like old Warcraft before WoW.
0: Well, remember the original—the uh, MOBA was spawned from Dota, which stood for Defense of the Ancients, which was a Warcraft three mod. So that is actually okay. pretty accurate. Um, so yeah, that—that—that's that's definitely. The right, way, the right way of thinking. But yeah, I, I still haven't gotten into it because the community for MOBAs are just shit. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, League of Legends, like, I'm pretty sure there are registered suicides that the cause of suicide was League of Legends players. Because they're just so, yeah. like, they're relentless, but most of them are Koreans. Um, or teenagers. Or fucking whatever.
1: Or teenage Koreans. Or
0: teenage Koreans. <laughs> um so yeah, I I don't know how a first person mobile would work. We don't have any gameplay. We have a really cool reveal trailer where there was a bunch of like heroes. There was there was one guy that I think Goat would actually like. It was like a golden robot with a top hat and his cane was a shotgun.
1: Yeah. I can get behind that guy. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: was a there was a guy that I really liked. It was this really big, like gigantic guy with a chain gun that was like the size of Rhode Island. It was it was it was great, but First-person MOBA. I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, It is coming out for PC and current-gen consoles, and by that I mean PS4 and Xbox One. So uh, as far as I know, this is the first MOBA that will be on consoles.
3: But It sounds like a keyboard-heavy game. Typically,
2: uh,
0: it can be, but I think the fact that this is first person means that it doesn't necessarily sure, have to be. That's yeah.
3: true. Um,
0: uh, like I said, it seems like it seems a lot like the uh, strategy segment's of Brutal Legend. I, I could be wrong, and if anyone is listening to this and knows better than we do, please let us know because this is just what I heard from some guy.
1: Um, yeah, all my MOBA knowledge is uh, via YouTube.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't know. It could
1: be interesting. I'm. I'll
0: look into it just because it's Gearbox, and so far the only things they have fucked up are anything that they didn't actually start, such as Duke Nukem Forever and Alien Colonial Marines. So, but we'll see. Coming in at number four, Cliff Blazinski, most famous for games such as Unreal Tournament and Jack, Jazz Jack Rabbit and Gears of War, um, was teasing the living crap out of something on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Um, we actually would have covered this last week, but now we have more information, so I'm glad we didn't. Um, Cliff Wozinski and a former director from Guerrilla Games have founded the game development company Boss Key, which Boss Key get it? It's like a it's a
3: item. Um, oh, that's actually not what I thought it was. I thought it was like when you're. Some games have a boss key so that you, if you hit that, the game like minimizes and makes it look like you're working. So when your boss is walking by, you hit the boss key to hide the game. That's what that's what I took from it. That's a thing. Yes.
0: Oh. Yes. Well, the, their logo is a key with wings, so I'm assuming it has to do
3: with like the oh, like, key like an actual it, key that unlocks the door. Well, I think Zelda. Oh, okay. So you, it's probably your thing, not mine. But yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Mike's thing. Yeah. And,
1: and never yours.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So these guys
0: are, uh, and Cliff Lazinski already said the first game that they're working on under Boss Key, um, it's codenamed Blue Streak, and it's going to be a free-to-play multiplayer arena shooter exclusive to PC. So in other words, it's a free-to-play Unreal Tournament knockoff, which is great (laughs) because it's coming from the guy who did Unreal Tournament. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm not sure what to think about this. I mean, remember, Cliff has been really outspoken about the video game industry over the past few years since he, quote-unquote, retired, and now he's, quote-unquote, coming out of retirement, um, which I don't think he ever really retired. Right. I think what is, he, look.
1: is he the Michael Jordan of video games? I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'll come back.
0: No, he, he, he was at home. He's just like, fuck, I need to buy more Lamborghinis.
1: I better go make a video game.
3: (laughs) He might be more like the kiss of video games.
1: (laughs) Look, all right, seven farewell tours is completely normal. (laughs) We got to say farewell to this part of the country and this part, this part of the
0: world,
3: this part of the country again. So, um, now we have to say farewell to all those people's kids because they didn't get to come to the last farewell tour.
0: Um. But all of this falls in line with what Cliff has been saying over the years. He said he would never put a game that's like on disc again because it's just not profitable. He said free to play is the future. He's, you know, I mean, it's a shooter, so it's what he knows. Yeah. And uh, strangely enough, a lot of people keep asking him to do another Jazz Jackrabbit, which is weird and improbable because Epic owns the IP to that, so there's no way it's going to happen unless suddenly Epic's just like, yeah, we're not going to do anything with this. Here you go. But, nice. It's a nice idea won't happen. I I wasn't even familiar with Jazz Jackrabbit until Gears of War came out, so...
1: I am still not familiar with Jazz of Jackrabbit. You aren't familiar? Wow,
0: okay. I don't feel bad then. (laughs) I think I touched it back in the day. Old, old, old PC game, yeah. So, I'm I'm interested to see what Cliff can come up with, um, if nothing else, because I love seeing everyone be perpetually angry at him. (laughs)
3: Um He does seem to attract controversy.
0: He does, but I think a lot of that is because I respect him for voicing his opinions and stuff like that because I've I've said it on the podcast before is that a lot of people in the video game industry try to like stifle their own opinions because they feel like it's like, hold on. We we shouldn't say this. It might not you know put out the sales. And I think there's a I think there's a line between like you know representing yourself and you know like he he literally wasn't tied to a company for the past two years. So he could say whatever the fuck he wants. I'm just like okay whatever. Even if I didn't agree with him, it's like okay whatever. He's retired. At this point, he's just a guy that knows what he's talking about. Here
3: we go. This is Jazz Jackrabbit.
1: <laughs> as he God stares is, at the God screen examining it <laughs> wait he uh-huh. might i vaguely remember this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah had, i had it's a feeling like it might come back, back to you one era right what's that like uh, the original duke nukem side scrolling era uh, a little yeah. after that it has
0: been at least 20 years oh, yeah. Okay. yeah it's old yeah
1: yeah, I vaguely remember that. Vaguely. I don't think I ever played it, but I vaguely remember it.
3: Yeah, green um, green rabbit, slightly Rambo-esque look about <laughs> with, him. With a
1: very blatant peach rip-off rabbit next to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that.
0: Well, Cliff always said that one of his main game design influences was Shigeru Miyamoto, so... Uh, That's why didn't...
1: he started Bosky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it all makes sense. Anyway. So, yeah. We'll see what Cliff makes over the next... However long it takes to make a free-to-play shooter, which 1994.
1: Okay. Oh, well, it's exactly so 20 that's years. That's like then. what? That's 46 days. Yeah.
3: Um.
1: um I yeah, it was right? for DOS, so take
3: the t- oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, take yeah, that.
1: Yeah. yeah, So that would have been, that would have been <laughs> side-scrolling Duke Nukem days too. Yeah, it's DOS six days. Yep. I probably wow. Seen it.
0: Even I'm feeling nostalgic
1: about DOS right now. <laughs> I miss DOS. I don't. I love it. DOS, do my bidding. Yes. Instead of click, 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 click run. Click. <laughs> Wasn't that a
0: joke we did in the parody episode a couple months ago? That DOS was king and it was the never going to die? The DOS was king and there's yeah. no way that graphical yeah. user interfaces will take over. Yeah, I think that, I, I think that was my doing yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, kids these days. Um,
0: anyway, coming to number three. You guys remember several years ago when Ken Levine, the mastermind behind such games as System Shock... And Bioshock, and everything else that has to do with shocking. Um, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa!
1: Let's not put him in that high school, or that college lump there.
0: Um, remember when he said there was going to be a Bioshock game for Vita at E3 a couple years ago?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Ever wonder what happened to that?
1: No, I don't.
0: You don't own a Vita, and Charlie doesn't either. But he, nope. might. no you don't care either.
1: Nope. Okay, I care. Um, <laughs> the only guy who bought a Vita, the only one. They <laughs> no, sold one. It's not
0: true. I was I was r- walking around downtown Chicago the other day, and I saw a Vita in the wild. A guy was playing it. He was playing FIFA, so it didn't really count. But it was <laughs> it was still a Vita.
1: Did you guys swap numbers? Because I mean, you guys got to keep track of each other.
0: <laughs> uh, no, because he plays sports games, and clearly that's. It,
1: no, it's He's like the Vita Club. You guys have to, you know. <laughs> All two of us? you got to go to the meetings. We're the yeah, so most he, ex- yeah. he buys half the games, you buy the other half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're the world's most exclusive club. <laughs> anyway, um, so Ken Levine, who's no longer affiliated with 2K Games anymore, uh, came forward on Twitter and talked about the, what Bioshock on Vita was supposed to be. Apparently, he wanted it to be a strategy RPG similar to Final Fantasy Tactics. Huh. Which I think is really interesting considering considering all the different kinds of characters and stuff like that. Could you imagine if you were moving around like, you know, you've got your big characters and like the big daddies and then the smaller characters and like the splicers and and stuff like that. And you can set up turrets and whatever. And I I can kind of see it coming to light. Definitely has all the pieces there, yeah. Yeah, and he said it was going to take place like before the fall of Rapture. So it would have been like... It's heyday, like, you know, what we saw in the first Bioshock when you see all the references to back when, you know, Rapture was extremely profitable and everyone loved it, and it was a literal, like, utopia and things like that. Um, The game was supposed to take place there, but apparently um, the game was pulled because Sony didn't think it would work. Okay. Because Sony was was throwing a lot of money on it because it was supposed to sell Vita's. It's Bioshock on a Vita. Of course, it's going to, you know, move systems. Right. Um... But apparently, Sony didn't have a lot of faith in it, especially once, especially once Ken Levine said, it was just "Like, hey, let's do a strategy RPG on a handheld," and they're like, uh...
1: uh... "Ah, yeah. ah." I can see that though. Like the whole, "Like, hey, it's Bioshock," and you're like, "Yeah," and you get, it and you're like, "Yeah, it says Bioshock, but what?" The hell is this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I can imagine how it would have gone,
1: but I, I, I have a hard time visualizing it too. It's the same thing with like tactics. Like, it was a good game, but yeah, it was like Final Fantasy. I don't need to read the rest of it. All right. We're going to play some. What the hell are we playing here? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good point. I wonder if a
0: lot of people got into tactics just because it was a Final Fantasy game. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics is still, a lot of people regard it as the best Final Fantasy game. I don't because.
1: It's not a Final Fantasy game it's, it's a not a subject re- it's not a real yeah, I- i'm fantasy guilty of me. it i was like final fantasy yeah i was in your mindset ma- yeah. that one day when i was young and wild crazy mm-hmm. i got tactics i was a kick in what the <laughs> fucking hell's going on here <laughs> i
0: didn't want to play chess yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I can kind of see where that's going
1: then. A lot of people would have picked it up. It's just like, oh, right, Bioshock and Avito. What the fuck and am then, I looking at? And then GameStop's like, hey, it's on sale. We've got 4,000 copies. Two bucks a piece. Get them out of here. <laughs> it's been out for three weeks. We know. Let's go. Fortunately, there's a fresh hole in the desert ready to dump them in. <laughs> just emptied. Seriously.
3: Um, so, yeah. Brilliant business plan. We'll bury them in the desert, just let them just sit there. Like a like a, like, a, like a bond, like uh, like like a COD, <laughs> for like 50 years, and we'll dig them up and sell them for 100 bucks a copy. Because they're collector's items. That's
0: brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's ever been any company of anything that's had that mentality, it's just like, yeah, it'll be shit now, but in 40 years, it's gonna be really fucking good.
3: All we need is a cult following, and a lot of time and somewhere to keep the extra
1: copies. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it Apple? They put the 2E out, <laughs> and now look at them. <laughs> Well, if Charlie agrees, then
0: yeah. I don't know why I would disagree. (laughs) Coming at number two, Microsoft almost pulled another 180 on the Xbox One again this week.
1: They already have a 360.
0: (laughs) I'm looking over at Charlie to wait for the tipping point where his head blows off. I I keep keep going.
3: I need to know more.
0: (laughs) So according to a report from Digital Spy... Uh, they had a source that said Xbox Ones will no longer be offered as dev kits when sold at retail. One of the big, really cool promises that Microsoft said when they revealed the Xbox One is that every Xbox One will be able to be a dev kit, even the ones that you'll be able to get at retail. So now I have a question. According to who? Uh, Phil Spencer. No, 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 no. Who, who,
3: who, who was reporting that oh, this was... Oh, uh, the- Digital Spy. Right. According to who? Uh, I, 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 so, I mean, like, are they... Anybody with any credit whatsoever?
1: Isn't it the website that I, that's the iSpy games on the computer? No, oh, no,
3: no. Um,
0: I've heard their name before, so they've been mentioned before in like big stuff. But I don't think they're like they're no they're no IGN.
3: Okay, you know.
0: Um, so this report came out, and everyone reported on it, and of course, like IGN, uh, IGN reported on it, Polygon reported on it, Gamestop, uh, Gamestop, GameSpot reported on it. <laughs> Um, I do that all the time. It's fine. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, yeah. you're just switching two letters, really. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> um, so everyone reported on it. It took Kotaku reaching out for comments from Microsoft to actually get the story straight. Microsoft said to Kotaku, uh, no, that's not true. We're still planning on making it so that every Xbox One at retail will be able to be a full dev kit and everything. And why would they go back on that? Anyways, that's dumb. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the, ad- the, ol- the only plausible thing I can think of is that remember when the Xbox One first came out and everyone was trying to figure out like where all these features might be locked behind the menus and stuff like that, and then they found that developer menu and apparently a lot right. of people bricked their Xboxes that way. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can think of, and Goat's laughing because he knows that those people were idiots.
1: Oh, just, I, I don't understand why they would even do that. Like, that's there for like the Charlies of the world—the people who know what the fuck they're doing right yeah so if you accidentally find that and you break your own shit cuz you think you're a mastermind yeah all right no, but don't take but, it away from the, the the people who can actually use it
3: no you go you're forgetting about trolls you're forgetting about people <laughs> that will go into forms say guys if you go into this menu it makes your Xbox into 4k or <laughs> it quadruples the processor speed it makes it into a developer machine it can do so much more and then the 12 year olds you are can on download these forums. all the
0: free games this way
3: guys if you make it, if you try to develop more you can get porn like all it takes is one guy. I mean, it's guy. got a web browser. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> but that's beside the point. All it takes is one guy to go into a forum and type this
1: out, well, yeah. and then you
0: guys, if you go into developer mode, you can get Halo Six right now. Yeah, exactly. What happened to Halo Five? Don't fucking worry about it. Halo Six. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, these are the same people you can be like, here, look down the barrel of this gun, pull the trigger, it'll give you a surprise. So we're solving problems. At, at least
3: that particular description is more accurate. <laughs> you would get a surprise. It be a quick one. You
0: wouldn't get to enjoy the surprise, but yeah. um, so I think this, I thought this was really funny though. And, and of all people, it was Kotaku who actually like reached out for comment before just like, "Hey, this is happening." Because I, I like. Kotaku. Oh my God! So
3: Kotaku did actual journalism. Yes!
0: Oh my God! Congrats, Kotaku! You get the. Yay! Goat's not clapping. He doesn't care. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> they
1: don't do real journalism. Um, Does a lot. Of, really a, do real a lot of people criticize
0: Kotaku for ripping everything they see off of Reddit and not doing any real like legwork.
1: Isn't that what we do?
0: <laughs> yes and no. Just they're paid significantly more for what they do. <laughs> All if, I'm they, saying. If, if they were paid what they're paid for doing this, what we do, then th-
3: that's stu- that's dumb. I'll
1: just say it. it's just news comes from somewhere and it has to be spread. So, of course, that's part of the discredit ch-
3: Just credit on them for verifying it, is what yeah. we're saying. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so, yeah, Microsoft didn't do a 180 this time. Charlie is overjoyed. Woohoo! That's one versus many.
1: so that means uh dr Horn simulator should still be on time uh can i comment at this time
0: (laughs) speaking of simulators coming in at number one
3: thank you for that (laughs) coat um
0: and this really only reached number one because it's uh hilarious and near and dear to my heart and i know a couple people working on it because you know fuck it why not um So, you guys might have seen the recent influx in Simulator games since Goat Simulator came out. There's Goat Simulator. There's Warehouse Worker Simulator. There's Mountain Simulator. There's fucking Rock Simulator. Not fucking Rock Simulator, just Rock Simulator.
1: Well, there's Farm Simulator, too. That's actually on disc.
0: Yeah, there's Farm Simulator. There's multiple years of Farm Simulator. There's, like, Farm Simulator 2013, and you're like, they make more of these?
1: Yeah. Apparently they're really popular. 2014, they're going to bring the weed in. (laughs) You can do three crops a year now.
3: But they only sell it in, what, California, Colorado? Yeah. Washington? Yeah. Whatever it is. Well, yeah. Yes. Here. Um, whatever. <laughs> um,
0: so, to, to create the most meta game ever, they've announced Game Journalism Simulator, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's what we're doing right now
3: in a game. Well, there's Game Dev Simulator that's been out for a while on mobile platforms. Is this kind of which like is
0: that? which is kind of like gameception because you're making a game within a game about making games. Yes. Um, no. This one is this one is playing a game about writing about games. <laughs> All right, so far that sounds less
3: interesting, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep listening.
0: Um, I know a couple people attached to the project. A uh, friend from Save, Continue, and Heavy Blog is Heavy, Kyle Gatto, as well as uh, Forbes contributor uh, Jason Evangelho, which I'm probably uh, mispronouncing his last name, and I apologize. Can we whatever. just call him Evangelion? Sure. Okay. Um, they're attached to the game. Uh, they're actually – here, so here's the thing. They've already created the first class – it's going to be the Word Mancer. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> it's based on old school writing journalists, and they're and it's based off of, um, it's largely based off of Kyle. So it's his weaknesses are beer and uh oh, excuse me. You'll like this. His weaknesses are craft beer and female vocalists. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what class I'm playing as. Um, Also, his perk is that he gets plus two to charisma for everyone under him. (laughs) Because, my God, Kyle is one charismatic bastard. Um, So, and and then they're working on more, and I've heard a couple of things, but I haven't said anything because they've asked me to and so on. But it just sounds so ridiculously, like, they're making it, like, half, like, RPG. Like, they want to do, like, actual, like, combat lights combat and stuff like that and then they want to do like the actual simulation stuff like there'll be like scenarios and it'll be like you got this review copy you can either publish it on time with the review embargo and get good points with your pr people or you can tell everyone you know that it sucks and risk that relationship with the pr person and then just maybe
3: get more page views as a result hmm Kind of a thing? Yep. Okay, all right. And the the
0: idea is that you start from the ranks of just lonely blogger all the way up to uh, full-time editor of, like,
3: IGN or something like that. Editor-in-chief of major company.
0: Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it, it actually has a whole, like, progression system. And I just think it's – like, everyone is picking up press about it. Like, I saw Polygon pick it up this morning, um, and the headline literally was, Guy who writes about games is writing a game about writing about games.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to steal your joke that you made earlier, Goat, but this is the right time for it. Which one? Okay, I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> so so what you're saying is, is that game journalists are giving a lot of press to a game about game journalists. Yep.
1: <laughs> My god, who would have thought that this might happen? Oh yeah, I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just halfway through a short-term memory simulator. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
0: on board with this. Not just because uh, I think it's hilarious, but because, and not just because I know people that are working on it, but it, I think it's it's going to be so ridiculous. Now, so, I, I
3: assume that this is like going to be like a Steam kind of a thing. Like it's not. Apparently, well, yes, it's going to be just like an indie game,
0: just like thrown up on Steam Greenlight or something like that. First of all, apparently, they're building in the Unreal Engine Four though. <laughs> Okay,
3: I just there's there's a couple things.
0: Allegedly, Jason said he's been trying out multiple like engines, trying to get the hang of them. Because so far, everyone that's working on the game knows nothing about programming games. Because we're all games writers.
3: Oh boy. So it's it's been kind of an interesting. Uh, what, so what's the over under here on them settling on RPG Maker? <laughs> he tried out RPG Maker. I, sure
2: he did.
3: <laughs> um, I I I I, I mean, There's a couple things I need some clarification on to be interested. I need to understand what kind of what what, what would classify as combat in this particular scenario. Um, probably going to E3 and uh, batting off all the people that are really
0: obsessed that you're more famous than them.
3: I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Could also be, like... No, press events are pretty much the only thing I can think of.
1: Well, no, no, the only way that that would work, right, if we do the E3 battle thing, Mm -hmm. it has to be the speeder bike level from Battletoads.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you?
1: Because you have to put... just that level, but have to. They're going to have to review this game, right? And it's going to be by people who are in this... This is a whole fucked up mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being being John Malkovich meets Inception meets Amir. (laughs) 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 So you're going to have to put things in that you want to have fun with and give it bad scores, but you have to put good things in it. Because you're pretty much in control of a review by building the game for a review. God (laughs) damn, this is hard to hang on to. (laughs) <laughs> I can see
0: smoke coming out of your ears. i like, it's trying to grasp this.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're building... Mm-hmm. No, and being a reviewer, you have to build a game that you can review good and or bad if you want. Like, it, it. you have all the cards on your table, and you have no idea how to put the cards in the right places, but you know where they should be. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> What's funny is that this originally started as a joke once uh, a Rock Simulator was announced, and then it started getting so much press and all this momentum that everyone's just
1: like, well, fuck, now we've got to make it. <laughs> Well, I, I, I didn't know if it was a joke or not, but i seen something about uh, Game Simulator Simulator coming out. <laughs> uh, d- d- I wouldn't doubt that that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Simulation it, like, Simulator? Yeah, like it's, it's getting to the point where like, it's hard to figure out what's real, what's I know not this, I know
0: this past week's uh, Kotaku Shop Contest was about simulators, and there was like um, Shop Contest Simulator, 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 and it was literally just like an endless window of Photoshop. Um and then there was, like, Journalism Simulator, and it was just the front page of Kotaku, and I was like, okay, that's clever, and, and just things like that, so... The, the simulator thing is getting out of hand, I say, until they create a Viking simulator. Or we... Which cre- is basically probably Brutal Legend, but yeah. whatever.
1: <laughs> or we create Gamer Head Simulator. And you guys can play as the three of us!
0: Coming as, coming in 2015!
1: <laughs> Are <No>. you insane? <laughs> no. That's like five months away! No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. No.
3: <laughs> can you imagine if we, can no. You, no, 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 no,
0: no, Imagine that we live like each of our separate three lives, like like all of Charlie's levels will be like hacking
1: minigames. Oh yeah. And And brewing minigames, you gotta and, get the And <laughs> brewing mini games.
0: And he can and all the stuff yeah. that, all the stuff that he makes will be like it'll make the
3: hacking minigames easier. Yeah so the beer i make makes the hacking games easier yeah. i promise you make that makes the
1: hacking no, games harder no, that, that, that'll make it that'll make the work levels harder yeah. your hangover is a plus 12.
0: goats will just be rock band levels pretty much
1: yeah pretty much yeah
0: and warehouse simulator
3: and <laughs> warehouse simulator or well, whatever machine operator simulator yeah fucking whatever um there's a difference <laughs> I
1: apologize. It's put things in the box for my job. Take things, take the whole box and put it somewhere else for warehouse. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we could be onto something. No, not really.
0: Although maybe I can get a hold of the guys doing game journalism. No,
1: later. I just don't want to play VJ's levels. Like, I just like customer service levels. I fail every one of them. What do you do? Punch them in the face every time. Just go. <laughs> 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 They're completely in the right. Hit them in the face. <laughs> Go to Amazon. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> if only. So, uh, hey, game journalism simulator guys, if you want to do no. a game, event <laughs> stop level, listening to him. Um, no. I think that'd be pretty neat. No. Uh, I'm willing to help you guys out with a Char- game No, event level. Char- Charlie. It's <laughs> coming up for today's feature. <laughs> Okay, fine. Speaking of indie games, (laughs) today's feature is about indie games, which was actually last week's feature, but it's this week's now. So let's get to it. Okay, so we're talking indie games today, um, partially because, why not, and partially because I've been on an indie game bench and I want to try to figure out like what, uh, Charlie, what was it you said a couple weeks ago when I pitched the indie game show um, it was, it was something like indie games are taking over and they're making the industry worse or something like that.
3: Oh, first of all, you're expecting me to remember something that was three months ago. By that, I mean, two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> um but uh, yes. no, I actually do think I remember this. I think I said that they're, um, that they're disrupting the industry. Is why that, why is, is that? Well, so, I mean, it's, it's, but you know, I, I look at a lot of mobile gaming, unless it's made by a big house like EA or PopCap or something like that. Even, even PopCap though, is owned by EA. And they're not a big house. Reinforcing <laughs> my point, <laughs> more of a townhome game company. <laughs> um, I look at a lot of mobile gaming as indie games. You know, it's well, not, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. when you, you know, when most real gamers, quote unquote, think think of indie games, they don't think of mobile. They think of mobile as a whole separate category. But i mean really, right. it's it's the same kind of studio, the same kind of operation. They're just it's building still, for different it's platforms, still
0: making a game and effectively publishing it yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so it's you know. With, with with the with the I, I definitely believe that mobile games have disrupted the video game industry, especially when you were talking about the free to play model. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that definitely was not um, you know I, you know the the idea of free to play and things like that were started by you know um, things like Farmville and things like that before they were owned by EA. Right. And you know they, you know they, they were started, they they were really really you know brought to you know public light by. You know smaller studios because it was they figured out it was a great way to make money and that's just not something any of the big houses have tried before and so you know i don't know how much of free to play and things like that there are on on on, you know the kind of big things you see on steam like the kind of games you've been playing over the last week i I, it seems like less but you know it's it's um especially like it seems like mobas are that way right um like league of legends league of legends is free to play but then they have this whole microtransaction yeah system. microtrans yeah, yeah. Like, like you know miles and miles and miles of, mic- of microtransaction yeah, that's, things that that's you can not buy. an exaggeration ladies you know, and gentlemen <laughs> so that's more what i meant by it is that you know it's um you know it's uh you know they have drastically increased the competition you know? yeah because you know, you know back in the day you know before steam was a thing right um you know if we can remember that far back because it seems like they've been, been around for forever um <laughs> You know, before Steam was a thing, it's like you know, and you, that you had this platform where you could easily just self-publish something. It's like you pretty much had to be one of the big guys to be able to actually, you know, box and package and market and you know, before actually, before actually put went digital and actually put a game on those three and a half inch floppies and get them on the store shelves. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, oh, it's man. Uh, it just it, yeah, it required a much you know, like indie games, it, it wasn't financially viable. Right. And so now now that it is, and now that there's all this competition, I mean, you know, you can get just, a, you know, it, w- you can go out and you can, you know, for, for a single-player person or even a multiplayer person, you can go out and you can spend 60 bucks on Call of Duty, or you can go and spend maybe 10 bucks off of something off of Steam and get the exact same amount of enjoyment out of it. So that's, yeah. what, that's what I mean by, by disrupting the industry. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, here, here's
0: my observations, though. So I, I mentioned a bunch of the games... Um, earlier that I played over the past couple of weeks, you know, between To the Moon and Dear Esther and Gone Home and Banner Saga and Goat's still talking about Dear Esther.
1: You can't get over it. I, I just can't get over it. <laughs> um,
0: so, one of the big things I noticed about a lot of these games, first of all, they're all cheap. Um, not okay. cheap necessarily in quality, inexpensive. but <laughs> they're, they're all inexpensive. I mean, the most expensive one was, like, Banner Saga at 24 and that was a full-fledged, like, you know, single player. I put like twelve hours into a game, um, and ironically, also has a free to play multiplayer aspect. You can download for free. But anyway, no, um, oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I was unaware of that.
0: Yeah, it's called Banner Saga Factions. Hmm. Um, you say factions. Well, yeah, because you get, get to play as different. Yeah, I, I
1: get that, but like Banner Saga, it's like science fiction and fight. Vi- no, science <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> I'd play that. Um,
0: <laughs> one of the big things I'm noticing about a lot of these games, besides, you know, they're inexpensive, and they're always, like, they they always try to have a lot more artistic value than uh, your big box games, is what I'm going to refer to them as. Sure. Um, because you play something like, you know, you play uh, games like Gone Home and uh, To the Moon and Dear Esther, no combat whatsoever. None. All of it is just, like... You know, especially with Dear Esther and Gone Home, all of it is, they, they people joke and say they're walking simulators, because that's what you do. You explore, like, in Gone Home, you explore a house, you see what happened, you get bits of the story from what you find in drawers and cupboards and some chick's backpack and everything like you you uncover bits of the story and eventually you unlock more doors and you uncover more story and then it tells you not to go in the attic and then you're just like well fuck now I have to go in the attic and so then then that's how the game ends but um and then there's Dear Esther which I still can't wrap my head around Dear Esther all I can figure out is there was some kind of shipwreck or something but I think I missed a bunch of things because I I looked up a lot of I I looked up a lot of like um uh, like uh, interpretations online of Dear Esther and stuff like that. Everyone's just like, "Yeah, when you see this ghost here, it's right after you read this part." And I'm like, "I didn't see a ghost. What did I do wrong?" You know. And, and, and apparently, you have to like look at just the right point, and then like out of the corner of your. I, as it were, you'd see like a ghost floating away that's like a little girl or something like that, and then you the thing you picked up before that is like her story or something like that and it, it
3: it's it sounds weird. like bad design to me
0: it it's half bad design half like but 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 here here's the thing um I wonder if indie games are trying to go back to that era where games don't hold your hand for you. Because I know this is something, and I know Goat will even agree with me on this, is that a lot of games nowadays kind of lead you through the game. They just bring you on like a virtual tour, you know, to the point where you can go from start to finish, and by the time the credits roll, you never really did anything on your own. You followed prompts. And not all games are like that, mind you, but there are a lot nowadays that are.
1: Well, yeah, I call it the lease system. Where they just mm-hmm. hook a leash on you and drag you through the game, right? I and mean, I don't like that. But for your the Esther, I think it's more like um, going back to the the old time like NES games. Where you replay value is you go through it a thousand times, and you every time you know something new. At, you, you find new yeah. things every time.
0: I'll agree with that because playing Dear Esther, there was definitely like there were branching paths and like. That was one of the big things with Dear Esther especially is, like, you it wasn't clear where you were supposed to, were supposed to go at all. Like, you start off, and there's, like, this beaten path that you just kind of keep walking along, and then suddenly you don't have a path anymore. So now you're just kind of in an open field, and you're like, okay, there's a... And you're just kind of looking around, and it's like, there, there's a thing, there's a mountain. Is, is there anything that, like, grabs your attention
3: to, a, to tell you there's something there? Well, see, like a flickering a th- light in the distance or
0: anything well, like see, that? Well, that's, see, actually, that's exactly it. Because if you look around enough, you'll see, like, a radio tower in the distance. And you're like, okay, that's the only thing of interest here, so I'll walk okay. towards that. And so you walk towards that, and then you find another path that leads to, like, a shipwrecked boat. And eventually it takes you through, like, a cave and to a beach. And then, like, I don't know, on an acid trip, something like that. Um I don't want to, <laughs> that was a weird,
1: <laughs> <laughs> left there. not literally, but,
0: um, and that's something I, that's something I really noticed about a lot of indie games is that they kind of try to, um, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of, um, when Raptor did sequelitis for Mega Man and Mega Man X, um, which GOAT actually showed me several years ago, and I still watch it over and over again <laughs> to this day, um. Where, um, you know, you you take Mega Man X, when it released so many years ago, and it didn't have any tutorial or anything whatsoever. I mean, you didn't back in that age. And everything you learned about the gameplay and stuff like that was through just, like, you dicking around. And, like, suddenly you're, you're walking this way, and suddenly you're on the wall, and you notice a little smoke trail. So you're like, okay, that does something. And then you figure out from that that you can do wall jumps, you know, little things like that. And I think a lot of indie games try to do that and try to make it so that you discover more of the gameplay on your own.
1: I love that. That that is my big thing with indie games, like Journey and all those like journeys. Yeah. like they were like I love those indie games where it's like, and there's dirt, right? Plop. Have fun. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's you. Uh, this jumps. See you later. And, and, and <laughs> Journey is actually a
0: great example of what I think, and I'm not just you know saying this because I know people who worked on it and stuff like that, I think Journey really is the example of the perfect indie game because I came up with the idea so long ago that I think the perfectly designed game is the kind of game that you jump into and it doesn't need to tell you a word and you can play it from start to finish yeah. based on instinct mm-hmm. and It was brought to my attention that all three of that game company's games that they made for Sony, Flow, Flower, and Journey, all of them were like that. Like, they didn't tell you anything. They literally just, there you go. And then, like, with Journey, you see the mountain in the distance, you're like, okay, I'll start walking towards that, and then you can't walk that way anymore because there's a hill, so you go around, and then suddenly, (laughs) I remember when Goat first played it, suddenly some bro just shows up, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing here?
1: (laughs) And you go sporadic and try to get away from them, and you realize they can't attack you.
0: Um... But that's how it was. I mean, Journey itself, like, it didn't have a single line of English or text or dialogue or anything, all except for the menu, but that doesn't count. Um,
1: I thought there was one. I thought there was a little block at the beginning that says X jumps. There might have been. I think that's it. It was like literally like, this is you. This does that. Yeah. And that was the last thing you read.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, But, but I, that's something that I've noticed that indie games really try to do, is that they really try to make it so that, hey... You're not a kid. You've got this. And and, and so it kind of leads you forward. The only
3: tutorial system that I can remember that has had any sort of value to me whatsoever was the one in Blood Dragon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that was more for comedic value rather than actual. Exactly. Oh, Um, come on. That helped me out way more. I've been doing things wrong so many times now. now I've seen Blood Dragon, I'm good. Yep.
0: Goat, ladies and gentlemen, who really apparently needed to pay attention to to a tutorial in Bioshock Infinite. (laughs) First-person shooter, not first-person vigor. For those who don't remember, Goat played through the entirety of Bioshock Infinite and didn't change his vigors once. Unless he got new ones.
1: Again, first-person shooter. If they wanted to, see it, need to change something, they should have called it a first-person shooter and vigor. <sighs> hey, I made it to the last sequence. No vigor. All right? That's no, awesome. That, that, I, told you, I, I, I said it on air. I was impressed you got that far. Um,
3: I mean, you, must, you have to change them at some point because you need to use like different powers to oh, get yeah, I certain ones. Points. Oh,
1: okay. Right. Yeah, well, I, I, I just picked up the new one. And they were like, hey, go use this. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my machine gun, and be like, "Fuck all you guys! I don't know what this thing for, whatever."
0: Anyways, <laughs> so I think I think the only exception with the tutorial thing for me, at least, was the Banner Saga
3: because that was actually like there was a ton of stuff to the combat and stuff like that when it's a very complicated game like a, like a like a simulation game or something like that and there's right. a lot of things that you actually need to know right like when it's just a side scroller or if it's uh, you know a first-person shooter and it's all it's all the same <laughs> right trigger shoots pro, pro, yeah
0: pro tip guys if you've played a pr- platformer before pretty much every platformer plays the same way but if it's you know like I said banner saga game of chess with Vikings with a touch of Oregon Trail p- pushed into it <laughs> um, you probably should Know what the fuck you're doing? Yeah,
1: well, yeah. I mean, if you're yeah, um, it's like it's like saying like here, here's Mech Warrior. All the keyboard keys work. Yeah, For something. <laughs> Figure it out.
0: God, well, there was. Have you guys ever seen the? This is going off topic again, but I don't care. Um, have you guys ever seen the keyboard layout for the original Crisis?
3: Uh, I, I believe I have. It, it's
0: every like every key except Q does something. <laughs> Yeah. For a first-person shooter. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so something that concerns me, though, and probably one of the reasons why I stay away from mobile game- gaming the most, and, Charlie, you kind of touched on this, um, is just the fact that if it's indie games, then anyone can put stuff out, which means you usually have to wade through, like, miles of crap and just bad games just to find the one that you can tolerate the first 20 minutes with. And that that's that's something that's kept me away from indie gaming for the most part. I mean, every time something gets, like, critical acclaim, like, you know, Dear Esther and To The Moon and stuff like that, it's just like, okay, I'll check it out. But then I see all these other, like, with the Steam sales, I, for every Flash deal, I recognized maybe two games on them. Yeah. The rest of them, I'm like, the fuck is this? Zombie Shooter 29. Okay. Uh, no, it looks like a copycat of Zombie Shooter 28 through 1. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um and I wonder if I wonder if uh, part of that is if people are just trying to just push games out there, hoping that like, kind of like um, Flappy Bird syndrome, mm-hmm. where a bunch of people just put out clones of Flappy Bird just to try to cash in on it, or if it's really that just there's just such a lack of creativity regularly in just the community of indie developers that that's just all they put out.
3: That's absolutely a thing. I mean, like you know, from somebody who's, I mean, like I'm, I'm no you know uh, you know hardcore mobile gamer by any means, but I have played my fair you know more than my fair share. Yeah. Um and, uh, I mean, that, that's absolutely the case. I mean, like, there are, you know, like, app, you know, both Apple and Android and, you know, Windows Phone and all that, They they will talk about how many apps are on the App Store and how many games they have and everything. Yeah, 1% right. of them are actually worth talking about. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it, and it's exactly what you said. I mean, like, for every one good game, there's ne- then going to be, like, 100 not rip-offs of it, and people are just trying to right. know, cash in, like, right. you know, doing whatever they can. Where, and, you know, the, the, the search in the App Store... Especially on on you know on iOS is so ridiculously horrible. You can type in precisely the name of the thing that you're looking for, and it still mm. might be sixteenth on the list. Yeah, it's that bad. No kidding. So it's um you know for the most part, I will only like the majority of the games that I play are ones that come up and they get pressed like you know for being really good. Or you know Apple, I will say, is pretty good at um. You know, of uh, of having like like you know know, featured sections of like you know they have um they have a game they have they have a section uh, this week of of you know like really artistic games that are on sale this week and uh, one of them is called uh, Monument Valley that uh, that that's gotten a lot of press for being very good. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, um, and it's like normally it's like a five buck game and I think it's on sale for either ninety nine cents or a buck ninety nine right now. I picked it up just while it was on sale because it it seems like the kind of thing that will interest me. I haven't touched it yet, so I can't talk about it. But that's the kind of thing they they do have. You know featured categories every now and then and like you know
0: they, Google does they, that too with their like editor's choice or something exactly, like that exactly
3: yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, yeah but yeah all the platforms they do surface you know you know the feature and surface up the ones that are actually worth talking about so those are really the only ones I pay too much attention to I very rarely just go on a browsing binge and just get things just because they look interesting they have to be recommended to me uh, in some fashion or oh other. yeah yeah
0: and I, I, I'm the same way again I think it ties into the fact that it's just like okay this is up here But there are like eighteen hundred games just like it. What makes this one better? (laughs) You know, stuff like that. But um, one thing that I kind of want to see break out of just the indie game genre is that, so far from what I've seen, the stories in indie games are ridiculously great. Like out of all the out of all the games I played over the past two to three weeks, the only one that didn't have a great story was
3: Goat Simulator. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's- he said great. It was just good. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's a deep um, story. You just,
1: you just didn't get to that part where the deep story comes in.
0: The deep story about me going to the, a roof, interrupting a party, ramming one guy in the nuts, and then suddenly everyone's freaking out and jumping off the roof with fireworks?
1: Yeah. That, you hit yeah. the part then. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the next Trent Reznor movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd yeah. watch that. Um, <laughs> So, I, I, and I and I guess it kind of ties into what I said earlier about the fact that indie games are usually a little bit more artistic and why almost all of them usually include the soundtrack with the game on Steam and stuff like that, but I, I guess that might be it. Um, have you guys ever had any brushes with indie games that you, you felt were, like, um, leaps and bounds ahead of, like, any big box game that you might have played? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> mobile games included, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> Go. I'm assuming you would probably say journey. Journey's up there, yeah. Um, because I remember, I, I remember, I was actually kind of surprised you liked it as much as you did for how simple it was. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there, and and, and I mean, how, are we counting
3: Telltale games as indie games here? Uh Yeah, let's let them in on tacticality.
1: Well then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episodic. Yeah. has changed my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even some of the arcade titles, like. I, I don't play, like, the low-end indie games, I guess you could The ones say. that are, like, a buck a piece. Yeah, like, like Castle Miner Z. Yeah, no, don't play that. <laughs> the, the
0: 1600 blatant Minecraft yeah. ripoffs. offs yeah, 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 I don't yeah.
1: play those so, like, And that's, I think that's where I lose it with indie games. It's like what Charlie said. It's just, it's just I, I don't have the, the, the manpower, the time, or effort to sift through 400,000 pounds of shit... To find one piece of gold.
3: And that that's why I don't. Like I say, that's yeah. why I pretty much only pay attention to stuff that's surfaced and featured and recommended. But yeah. yeah t-
1: totally understand. Yeah. But, like, the arcade stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've i been getting real bad into the arcade stuff. Like, I just played two this last week. Yeah. And it, and those are considered indie titles, right? Usually, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hell yeah, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of stuff there that's great. And yeah. Like, like, hell yeah, it was one of them that really would go up there if it was... if. We call, we're calling that indie? That would be on my list, too. If it's not
3: it's, made by a major studio, yeah, i yeah. say indie. Yeah, sure. So it's
1: just and it's because it's my sense of humor, my wildness, and indie seems to play to that, and that's where I get sucked in. Well, yeah. I, I think a large
0: part of that is that indie developers don't necessarily need to worry about, like like the big box companies do, indie developers don't have to worry about shareholders.
1: Yeah, they don't stay so they, in the box. So they,
0: so they can be like, you know, I remember when, oh, oh, gosh, what was it? I remember when I made a game with zombies in it, came out. Yep, <laughs> and it was just like the greatest dumbest game. Yeah. Everyone yeah. just played it for that song. Yep, yep. literally everyone, and mm-hmm. you couldn't tell that the the it, I, I'm pretty sure it was like one guy or just like not a lot of guys. I think it was one guy. Yeah, just made the game just to be like, okay, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like it was a goat game. Like, like, hey
3: guys, <laughs> play this, and it's like. What am I playing? This is awesome!
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um,
3: Did you ever have the chance to play? uh, Try not to fart.
1: Yes. Still have it on my Xbox. No. (laughs) That was like in the indie game
3: side of the 360. Uh The very hard to find, like like you know, it's often it's own little like quartered section indie game section. It literally was like um like a like it it was it was like a quick time event. Yeah, like
1: It, it was button presses. You had to like it, it had the buttons. You had to oh, hold yeah, the bu- and you yeah. had to hold the buttons long enough, but let off before, or else you'd be on a date and rip an ass, and it'd be getting greener and the lady's Like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? <laughs> they hold, the whole point was to do, time all your button taps it holds so you didn't fart. Yep, and it was addictive as hell. Yep, <laughs> it's like a dollar. Pretty sure yes, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, worth it. Yep.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to pass. Thank you.
3: (laughs) I'm finding that way too funny. (laughs) Wow.
0: I only (laughs) barely meant that as a joke. That was like like super
1: pun. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's stupid stuff like that. And I, I agree with you. Like, the. The big box, people have to stay inside they're, the box. They're,
0: they're they're too worried about just, okay, we need to hit as many common denominators as possible. Well, yeah, it'd be like Rockstar going, okay,
1: we just gave you, what, $800,000 or whatever like that to make yeah. a game. Uh, you need to make that back, so don't go too crazy and right. piss people off. Right, right. Uh-
0: And that's another thing, too. A lot of indie games are made, like, as a hobby, and then suddenly, like, one big breakout hit funds the next game, and the next, and the next, and the next. next. I think that's how Fez worked out. I'm pretty sure Fez did so well. That was going to fund Fez 2, and then Phil Fish decided to be a a little bitch, and... He decided to be Phil Fish.
1: (laughs) Huh? He decided to be Phil Fish. He
0: decided to be Phil Fish, and he's just like, you know what? No, you don't get Fez 2, because you're... Dex. All I'm hoping, is and he's... then he just released Fez for literally every other platform that's available. Yeah, pretty much. What
1: I'm hoping he does though is, is he does... teams up with Cliff Blasinski. Mm, that would be awesome. And they make Fez three. So, but yeah,
0: I I, I I like a lot of things about the indie game market, but there are a lot of things that just it, kind of tarnish it, along with just you know lack of creativity and stuff like that. Goat, I goat. You had one complaint about indie games, and I want yeah, you to bring it up here. It's just, the biggest
1: one. You want me to play your games? That's fine. You want me to pay for your games? I get it. You want to make money? That's fine, too. Yeah. Give me achievements. <laughs> That's all I want. Like, it's free. It's free for you to give me achievements. Like, I will give you $10 all day long for your game. If it's two hours long, just give me achievements.
3: <laughs> now, your complaint on this is mostly coming from 360 stuff, right? Like, the just, indie, yeah. indie games? like Yeah. yeah. Arcade yeah. or PSN, because, stuff like that. Uh, but it's
1: like... I all right. I, I paid you money and all that. I, I kind of want the bragging rights to say that I paid you ten dollars.
3: And I can tell you why it is the way it is. At least on uh, like at least on my, the consoles is because uh, at least on Microsoft's side, I'll, I'll speak to them. And this probably applies to Sony too. Microsoft has associated actual value with achievement uh, with, with with your gamer score, like um, with their whole uh, Xbox Live Rewards program. It's like the higher your achievement score is, it's like you get like better yeah. perks or whatever. It's yeah. like they they've actually made it worth something so to speak i mean yeah. like it's not worth much get, don't get me wrong but i mean like th- there is some sort of actual value associated with how high your gamer yeah, score it's is and
1: four thousand or something like that five thousand whatever yeah. it is yeah I get and the email. so
3: they they i'm sure it's microsoft saying you know if 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 you know if if you're if to get gamer score you actually have to charge for the game so that we make some money off of this is because that gamer score is going to be yeah it's it's a whole yeah. economy so i'm i'm relatively certain that's the reason why it is the way it is. I'm sure the game developers would do it if they could. And on st- how is it on Steam? Uh, you know, I'm not a big PC player. S- so. Steam
2: really
0: seems to be kind of hit or miss. There are a majority of indie games that come with achievements built in and stuff like that. Okay. But it's not all of them. I don't think there's any real, um, like line where it's just like, you have to have achievements on this or you don't and stuff like that. But keep in mind, all the achievements on Steam don't go towards one gamer score or anything like that. It's literally just, Hey, you did the thing. Oh, so you don't have
3: a Steam game. You don't have a Steam you score. Don't have you a just Steam, have. You don't have a, a score Steam this game, game. Or a score.
0: You just ha- you, oh, okay.
3: you
0: you even have to like achievements on Steam are literally just used like if you want to go to someone else's profile to see like how far along the game they are. Okay. So it, it's really not uh, like even Sony, even Sony with the trophies on PlayStation devices. Mm-hmm. Like even that, at least that goes towards a meter where you've got a level and a percentage and stuff like that. Right. Steam doesn't even have that, so oh. it's it's not. I've never once been crazy about getting achievements on Steam.
1: So it's like game for game then, like you just the list of achievements that you've done in this particular game, and it does not carry over to. Any it does. It doesn't add up
0: uh, unless there's some secret feature that I haven't seen. I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm not the biggest PC gamer in the world, but I do PC game as much as any
3: of my other consoles. I could, I, I, I'll take your word for it. I could have sworn I could have so, seen some like Steam level or something like that. Or is that something different? Um, there is a Steam level, but that usually
0: goes towards. Um, that, specific that usually goes towards specific like actions, like how many games you own and how many years you've been on Steam and and uh, things oh, like that. Kind of, it, yeah, so it's okay. not it's not actual like or how like involved you are with the community. Like I know I know one guy, okay. he leaves a review for every single game he plays on Steam, okay. and he's like level like eight million or something like that. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm down here. I just own like seventy games on Steam, and I'm level like thirty. Okay. I'm probably not even that, I'm probably like level seven or something like that. So hmm. okay. Um But yeah, so But in general good, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I do too. But I mean hell, I'm the guy that debated between the Bureau on three sixty or the bureau on PC between eight bucks and twelve bucks and figured, Well, PC version doesn't have gamer score. So I actually said yes, the achievements are worth $4. four dollars. <laughs> So
1: I would have to agree with you
3: (laughs) and it was and whatever, but so when it comes to indie games to summarize our conversation here, what do we like? And what do we, what do we not like? I like that. They're more artistic, that they're willing to think a little more
0: outside the box that they're trying to, um, there's more of a risk for them. So they need to really try to stand out. They don't have like these massive marketing budgets. So they're counting on like word of mouth, that kind of thing. So they're really, so The good ones, at least, really try to actually do something to get everyone to stick with it and stuff like that. Um, The thing that I don't like about indie games, and you guys kind of agree with me on this, is just that the market is so over-flooded with just... Games that aren't great. Like, you know, for like I think the way both of you said it, good. You know, the way Charlie said it, for every one game that's great, there's 100 games that aren't. And the way Goat said it, you have to shovel through 8,000 pounds of crap to find one piece of gold. So,
3: Goat, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Achievements. Achievements. <laughs> I mean, we've got that out there. But, I mean, it, I mean we're all in agreement. It's the whole, like, the gold is great. And I wish there was more gold. And, well, we all wish there was more gold. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's down this week, but I, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, like I, I, if everything could be like, not well, not everything, but I like, I like, you know, the high points, and I really don't. The bad thing is you got to go through all the low points to get you know, you know, the three high points a year or out of twelve months. It's, right. That's my only qualm. But the the ones that are great are are you know, like Mike said. You talk about them for years and years to go. I mean, Journey came out in what? We're still talking about it like it's brand new.
3: Yeah, that's very. That's very true. Yeah. The uh, the only thing I have to add to all of that, and this is something we we this is something we just touched on briefly, is that um, you know, this applies to any medium, but any medium that that seems to focus more on our artistic expression and creativity and things like that is Rather that, than
0: making the most money.
3: Uh, well, yes, but where I'm more more where I'm going with that is saying that um is that you also find a lot more ego. It's like, you know, it it, it, (laughs) it, it, it seems like, you know, it it, it seems like you have a lot more fishes in the indie game world than you do in, you
1: know, in the big box world. I
0: remember when Bioshock Infinite came out, and I keep going back to Bioshock Infinite because a goat's wearing
1: the shirt. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners.
0: (laughs) I remember when Bioshock Infinite came out, and one of the guys from Capybara Games who did, um... I'm blanking right now, but it's a big indie game coming out for PS4 soon. Um... Quote, unquote, big indie game. Um, it, it just sounds like an oxymoron to me. Anyway, um, so one of the guys from Capybara Games had this huge, like, he was ripping Bioshock apart. And part of me, and I'm reading it, and he started off with valid points. Like, you know, this is a really forced kind of thing. the the You know, a lot of this violence isn't needed to get the point across and stuff like that. And then he just went into, straight into, like... Like, senseless stuff. Just like ripping the game apart for no reason. He's like, "And why do you have to play as a guy? And I'm like, okay, really? You know why you have to play as a guy. Play the damn game. Play the story. It all makes sense why you're this character with this character following you. No spoilers. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Thank you. So, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, I mean, like, and like I say, that's going to happen in any, any medium where there's a lot of, you know, music, you know, uh, you know, any art, I mean, like any, any, any medium like that, where, where it's, where it's very easy for one person to make something, have it be great and have it all go straight to that one guy's head. Right. I mean, it's, you know, you're not going to really find that in the big box videos because There's a hundred people that made made this great thing, not just one person. Right, so.
0: Strangely enough, I'm reminded of, um, by the way, if you haven't, it's on Netflix. Everyone go take a look at Indie Game, the movie. I need to watch that. It's
1: fantastic. It follows... Except for the Phil Fish part. Well, I
0: even enjoyed the parts with Phil Fish. I I, I
1: went through three televisions during that part. (laughs) That doesn't... I would love to see you and Phil Fish in a conversation. You got bail money? (laughs) I was about to say,
0: from a safe distance away. Yeah. Um... But it, it, Indie Game Movie focuses on... The way they set it up is the past, present, and future of Indie Games. So the past is Jonathan Blow.
2: Eh, yeah. um,
0: Jonathan Blow and Braid. And he's going off of the success of Braid. And then it's also following the guys from Team Meat who did Super Meat Boy at the time. And I knew Goat was going to start <laughs> laughing when I said that. And then the future... I'm going to get through this without Go laughing. Then the future is Phil Fish promoting Fez and trying to get through the legal troubles and stuff like that. Go wow, is dying. He really lost
1: it. Every time we cover this movie, the fact that they cover Blowfish Meat, I can't handle it. I just can't handle it. Um,
0: I, oddly enough, I'm going to say it again, Team Meat, they, uh, the, two, the two guys there are like the most... Opposite ends of the spectrum, ever. You've got the one guy that loves everything. <laughs> just ignore him. Just keep going. <laughs> I didn't get any better. <laughs> you got the one guy who loves anything to do with video games. Like, his office is just surrounded by video game memorabilia. He's got video game tattoos. He's he's doing all the main, like, programming of the game, everything. He loves it. And then there's the one guy who's d- doing, like, promotion and, like, side programming. Um, And he's the guy that starts off the thing by saying, I think Halo's a giant piece of shit, and this is why. And it's like, okay. a lot of people a lot of people prefer Halo over
1: Super Meat boy. I mean, you know what are you talking about? Halo is total ripoff from Super Meat Boy. That guy's completely <laughs> right.
0: Oh, you're right. I totally
1: forgot on, Master, Master Meat, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And now Charlie's lost it. Oh boy. Anyways,
0: so but, but but I agree. There's a, there's a lot of very pretentious people in the indie game scene, and and sometimes it spills over into the game. Like I I think part of that is what uh, Dear Esther suffered from the fact that it was like so full of itself. It's like I'm gonna make this game, and I'm not gonna tell you where to go. I'm not gonna give you a story. Nothing. You're just gonna deal with it. Just that kind of thing. I mean, it was still well built, but you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. That. Cool. But that's what we think about indie games. Let's see what you guys thought. Okay, so our mailbag question was, we're talking indie games this week. What are your, some of your favorites? Do you notice any trends between indie games and, quote, big AAA games?
1: And what is a big AAA game? I meant to ask you that.
0: Uh, like Assassin's Creed or Halo or Call of Duty okay. or just, just big games with big marketing budgets that they spend millions of dollars to make.
1: I didn't know if there was like an A, AA, and AAA level there.
0: Um, I think there is, but we usually don't talk about A and double A. Um, Roger says, his, some of his favorite games, oh my god, indie games, I did pretty good without messing up speaking. <laughs> some of his favorite indie games are Limbo and I Want to Be the Guy. Doesn't uh, everybody? Yeah, sure. Um, Danny says, Guacamelee was great, loved that game. I agree, it was a really good game.
3: I'm looking forward to playing that when I play video games again. Yeah, it's on my list.
0: I played it. It was really good. Goat, you'll particularly like it because you're a fan of the Metroidvania kind of games. So. And one of the main attacks is called like the Goat Jump or something like that. Yeah,
3: I, I I'm going to take this opportunity real quick to remind you, Goat, because it's relevant right now and also anybody else that's listening. Uh, Guacamele is, I believe, currently still the free Xbox One game right now. So even if you don't own an Xbox One, if you have gold, go quote-unquote buy it now because eventually if you do get an Xbox One, you will have it. Just a quick uh, little PSA for you. Thank you, Charlie, um, and Matt. Of course,
0: writes uh, the God. This comment. I really enjoyed Indianapolis 500 Legends for the Wii, a truly solid indie simulator. Uh, uh. Also, Indiana Jones's Greatest Adventures for SNES uh. was all a great indie game. I don't notice a trend between those two. One was a big about driving in a big circle, and the other is about archaeology, cool about making archaeology cool and punching Nazis. Why are you guys so specific on your wording this week? It's pretty
3: weird.
1: <laughs> oh, Matt. Thanks, <laughs> Matt. Now I want to see Indiana Jones in an NBA 500 game. Don't joke. That's probably in the next movie. (laughs) Indiana Jones in the race for blah, blah, blah.
3: I'd still watch (laughs) it because I'm an idiot. Indiana Jones in the race for gold. I mean, it's right there. (laughs)
1: Free-
0: Charlie, we're going to be sued by Steven Spielberg. <laughs>
1: That'll be a free Games for Gold game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're all so very That's tired. Right.
1: That's right. Matt, Matt, we can play the game, buddy. We can play
0: the game. <laughs> um
1: And of course, Songberg
0: emails in. So, did I say Songberg? She's Jewish <laughs> she, now, apparently. <laughs> it, it, she is
1: not in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: Songbird, uh, emails in this week, says, Dear Viking Jesus, Goat and Technotronicorn, mailbag answer, Off the very limited list, I have, uh, Journey has to be my favorite indie game, but that goes without saying, I also love Shovel Knight as well. The obvious answer is, indie isn't mainstream, but at the same time, many indie games take ideas which already exist. The, uh, The video, Mario is too mainstream, highlights this. Um...
3: Oh, okay. There's I'm a video sure. called Mario 2D Yeah, 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 is that yeah, what yeah I got
0: that. Um, it can actually bring out fresh content with familiarity, which can help franchises from becoming stale or at least can prolong them as the creator wishes them to be without having to milk them. But doesn't it hurt if you don't milk them? <laughs> goat. <back.
2: laughs> the same
0: idea. Let the record show that Goat made uh, milking motions as soon as
1: I said. Oh, is that them. what that was? Yeah. <laughs> I learned on a cow simulator 2013. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Songbird says, I only wish more of them would be on hard copies as opposed to just being digital. I know why, but the internet could care less.
1: Yes. I think the gold should go to disc at some point.
0: <laughs> well, I, we we already told you that Goat Simulator is coming to hard copy at some point in this month or mm-hmm. next month, and you're probably going to get a copy just to put on your shelf yep. and Photoshop your face on.
3: Or... Yes. That actually <laughs> seems like obvious I, money. Like, every, even if every, I mean... I don't have any sense whatsoever how much it costs to actually press and ship out discs. <laughs> but you know, if you take like the th- like even every quarter, the three best games from that quarter and put them to disc and put them on a shelf, that seems like easy money to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it worked for Minecraft. Yeah, it worked for Minecraft.
3: It also worked for Journey. I mean, they used to do that too. That's they true. had like the 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 PopCap collections with like mm-hmm. uh, Legend of Zuma and uh, whatever Peggle, the, Pe- yeah. yeah. And, things and they like had the that. one
1: with uh, Explosion Man, Limbo, and Trials on it. Yeah,
3: yeah. So it's they've done it before. Yeah. So maybe because they've done it, and they are not. Still I think there, it, I think a lot it's of not it's usually that they
0: come from the same company, though. I mean, the people who made mm-hmm. Goat Simulator that was all their only game. Like they made a, de- a development studio to make Goat Simulator. So. Whatever. There's no
1: no collector's edition for that either. Yeah. <laughs> damn shame. Would've bought it. I would've bought it. And a giant goat head. I, whatever, I don't care.
0: Live goat head. Whoa. A talking goat head. Talk, Talk,
1: a talking <laughs> r- goat head that,
0: like, sings. Like the bass fish? Yes! Could make it play a 29 Needles Hello, child. my honey. Hello, <laughs> no, my yeah. baby. No, no, no. In
1: this day and age, you could probably just slap a friggin' thumb drive <laughs> in it and, and it'll play <laughs> random... <laughs> okay. Oh, cradle um, of filth by a singing. Go to my wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, Songbird asks, "I've been going to McDonald's to get the Mario Kart Eight toys. All oh, right, that started. Um, do or did you guys ever go through fast food restaurants for certain toys? If so, what were they?" Um, I, oh, oh, I don't. Um, know. Ha, 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 hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. So the only ones I was ever like really hardcore about, and this isn't going to surprise anyone ever, was when Burger King had Pokemon toys so long ago. I did that
3: too. As a
0: matter of fact, I had all but two of them. Which two? I think it was Mewtwo and I think there was a Lapras that I didn't have.
3: I don't remember at all what they were. I feel like I remember having a full set at the time, but I, I if, if I I have no idea what happened to them. Um, uh, I, I I again surprising absolutely nobody. Um, <laughs> I the the only time in the last ten years that I can recall um, actually going. <laughs> to a fast food restaurant and collecting, you know, whatever their kid's toys was, was for the most recent series of the My Little Pony toys, shock and surprise.
0: I, I was going to say, surprising absolutely no one. Yep. Go, um, do
1: you... Uh, uh, the last set I went through was when McDonald's did those Wii, uh, Wii U toys. Wii U toys? Yeah.
0: I vaguely remember those. It was like little
1: Mario's and like you get a Wii, Wii controller and it was just... Oh. Yep. Huh. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: kind of remember that.
0: Yeah, I got exactly one of those. It was like Donkey Kong or something. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, Songbird says, okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's going to be a video game about writing as a journalist for video games. <laughs> Yep. We just covered that. Um, with that said, what achievements, plot, characters, pre-order bonuses, and or collector's editions should there be for said game? I'm going to pitch the GamerHead collector's edition that will come with something Viking-related, something pony-related, and something goat-related.
1: In a, uh, a tin case of the logo. Of the logo, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. And an art book, and a soundtrack, because it seems to be the standard. And
0: it'll, and it'll come with all the sound bites we use in the show. Yes. Including me going, today on GamerHead Radio, so you can use it as a text message tone, so you can hear me every day
3: for some reason. Wow. (laughs) I would never turn my phone up. (laughs) It it would also come with a a legal pad and a pen. (laughs) (laughs) For
0: those who aren't aware... Charlie is somehow flabbergasted that I choose to write the notes for every episode, literally every episode of Gamerhead Radio we've ever done, um, on a pad of paper with a pen, old school style. And Charlie's been trying to get me to move to, you know, my surface or something, but I don't because I'm picky, apparently.
3: Stubborn is the word you're looking for. Picky and stubborn. <laughs> Aren't those interchangeable?
1: Oh, not necessarily. Pinky <laughs> um, could be more particular. Yeah. Stubborn is more like. Uh, I do have an idea though for the ultimate. Because I mean, we're gonna have like levels. Let's. If we're gonna do a collector's oh, edition, we're gonna do like collector's edition. The other collector's Are edition. Are you going to say
3: five foot statues of the three of us? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Good God, no. <laughs> That's, that's ridiculous. Now, six-foot cardboard cutouts, that's more realistic. Because those you can fold and put in a box. That's yes, that's which it also comes with the, the one-time-only live Googling song, free for download.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. Um, I
0: want a collector's edition of Game Journalism Simulator to come with a fake press pass. That seems like an obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no way this is going to get a physical game.
1: Or is there? All depends on how well it does. Hope it does. It's a good game. But that press, that press pass has to be trolling. It has to say E three. We wish you were here.
0: No, it'll say. It'll say. Uh, it'll. It'll say. Uh, it'll be an E for all press pass. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that everyone in this room got that joke. That's just all mean. access. <laughs> all I'm going to say is that is, if there's a limited edition, it better come with a, a copy of the soundtrack. And I'm going to leave that hint there as
1: loud as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a soundtrack in the game, people. God that damn was the it, oh, you gave away. <laughs> um, Songbird
0: says, so who's looking forward to the new PlayStation 4 coming out? No, I don't mean the white one, but the frozen one. Seriously, what are you guys' thoughts about that movie? Let's go to go. <laughs> what the
1: what? Wow. Run that past me one more
0: time. Yeah. So <laughs> in Japan, there's going to be a limited edition PlayStation 4 console that's all black, but it's got um, the characters from the movie Frozen in
3: gold along the top of it. Is there a Frozen game? Nope. I don't get it. I don't either.
1: Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. That, that is the least of my worries. <laughs> Disney uh-huh. is putting out a PlayStation uh-huh. for an American movie uh-huh. only in Japan. <laughs> That's the the start of what? <laughs> and you were like, "What? There's no game? No, 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 no. You missed the. You missed it. There was an elephant that you walked under to go find your game. <laughs> no, but, no, but if there was a game, then at least that would make sense. In Japan.
3: <laughs> Japan loves Disney. It's true they do.
1: Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> but only in Japan. It yeah. seems like they should put it over here, and so uh, second consoles. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe they'll sell it at Disney stores or something like that. Oh, yeah,
1: that'll be great. <laughs> Frozen, twelve ninety nine at the Disney store only. No controller. I, I just don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it. it uh, I don't know. It was. I'm all for limited edition consoles, even though I. I mean, don't... like,
3: keep in mind this is Japan, where they just put shit on shit. For whatever reason, Hello Kitty toasters. I mean, like, it, it, you yeah, you know, own whatever. one, don't you?
0: No, I don't like Hello Kitty. Your wife owns one, doesn't she? No. No.
3: Work coming. Speaking about the woman who works for a retail saying retail chain that sells Hello Kitty. No. <laughs> you
1: didn't see the crucified one in the backyard with the burn <laughs> pile underneath it?
0: Oh yeah, that's what's been lighting our studio all night. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hello Kitty.
1: It's still burning. (laughs) They moved it. They moved it from the last house. Yeah. That was an operation.
0: What do you mean? They just tied to the top of the car, (laughs) put down down some fireproof mats.
1: Driving in traffic. (laughs) Your car's on fire. No, the cat is. We're good. (laughs) Anyways. But, yeah. I mean, I
0: I love the movie, but I'm a Disney freak. You guys know that. And and I I don't understand the... I get the idea. As a Disney freak, I don't understand why they're putting out a Frozen console. I
1: get the idea, but... Eh, at the same time, okay. I feel,
0: I feel like there should have been a joke in there somewhere, but the PlayStation Four doesn't have freezing problems.
1: So. Oh, uh, <laughs> no! Like it
0: legitimately doesn't. Like I wanted to make that <laughs> joke so badly. It's like, but the PS Four is actually a well-built, very s- sound system.
1: machine. Well, that joke won't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, whatever. Yeah. Oh well. So when yours come in from Japan? Next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that's everything we got. Um, Goat, Do you have any shows coming up?
1: You just had a couple. Yeah, that was the last uh, two in a week. Cortland uh, Fest in Cortland, Illinois, August eighth. Oh, that's year. coming up. Yeah, already. Uh, Ninety minutes set. So if you want to see everything Twenty Nine Years has to offer, that would be the show to go to. Probably. <laughs> um, beer. It's, it's a festival, so I mean you get your beer, your tacos, your whatever, fanfare. So Wait, I mean, they're gonna have tacos? Yeah. Man. Oh man, I'm in. You tacos before? It's the same tacos. It's the point. <laughs> same tacos as last year. There were tacos last year? It's a big sign, tacos, big. How did I miss out anyway, on Anyway, So there's gonna be tacos and apparently <laughs> VG's gonna be at the tacos with you all by CM <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if you want all the information and stuff like that, it'll be on the needles page. and obviously more as more becomes
0: Cool. Charlie, what's your beer of the week?
3: Uh, today I'm drinking from the local uh, brewery that opened up a couple months ago uh, in Geneva, Illinois, Penrose. Um, it's uh, started up by a couple guys uh, from, uh, that used to be with Goose Island. And um, they, uh, they have recently started bottling their beer. So if you're in the Chicagoland area and you want to try some fantastic Belgian-inspired ales, you can uh, get some. Uh, there, there are two that you can currently get, are Proto Gratis. And P2, which is a Belgian single and a Belgian uh, pale ale. And uh, they're both light, uh, great for summer, and uh, they're, they're quite tasty. Um, I feel like we should be getting royalties, like, uh, like
0: or, or charging for advertising or something like that, because Charlie does such a good job of. <laughs> or we gotta get, like, Gamerhead Brew started. <laughs> <laughs> Code is making all sorts of charade motions, and I have no idea what he's saying. I just
1: had him. I'm getting a sponsor from Penrose, <laughs> <laughs> which included Charlie walking down there, talking to them, and putting loads of money into his pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
3: As much as I would love that, because I love the guys that are over mm-hmm. there, Eric and Tom are both fantastic people, as are every single person behind that bar. I'm yes. not gonna name them all off, but they're all fantastic. Are you sure
0: we're not already being paid by them?
1: <laughs> um No, they, I've been down there with them, it's like Austin Powers. It's crazy. They walk in there like Charlie and It's like and they they just walk, he like walks three feet, the beer they set on his table, the pretzels, it's like all like automated. It's crazy. No,
3: no, no, it's it's worth mentioning I the place I previously lived at until two weeks ago was literally literally two minutes away. From Penrose. So uh, I was there very often. It, was, so, it
0: was his local haunt. It, it, it was my cheers.
3: Um, it was literally <laughs> the place where everybody knew my name. Um, so, And I'm, I am not exaggerating. That is not me patting myself on the back. I was just there that much. I just gave them that much of
1: my money. So were um, so you the norm? You sit in the corner of the bar, yell no, at your job? No, I could no, see you being that guy. Yeah, no, no. Um, I, I can't really. I don't know cheers well enough to come up with an appropriate analog for myself. But is that, is um, you see you said at the end of the bar going, never use password as password. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, rough day at the office,
3: Charlie? You have no idea. <laughs> That's not inaccurate. Um, there was one day where we, where Michelle was down there waiting for me and the bartenders were taking bets over what I was going to order. I am not kidding. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, Penrose, great place. If you're in Geneva, stop by there. Um, um, if you're not uh, anywhere near Geneva but you're in the Chicagoland area, I know Binnie's and uh, Malloy's are the two big chains in the area that are carrying their stuff And a lot of the smaller places. You can find just uh, uh, beermenus.com is just a general great uh, website to go to to find beers, like uh, whether it's in a store or in a, in a bar or on tap or whatever. Uh, restaurant, if you're looking for a specific beer, Beer Menus is a great place to do that. So go to Beer Menus, look up Penrose, and find their beers and drink them because they're fantastic. Hooray! I won't because I don't drink, but you know. Um, one day. if they make
0: a, If they start making a root beer... He'll be on board. I'll be on board. <laughs> Tell them to do that. That won't happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so thank you, Charlie. Um, just announced last week, I will be appearing at Video Games Live in San Diego on July 24th. It's going to be one... Hell of a trip. Um, that's going to be at Embarcadero um, Marina Bay Park, whatever. It's literally right behind the uh, convention center where San Diego Comic-Con is happening. Um, come out, see Video Game Tunes. It's a really cool outdoor venue on the bay next to the ocean, stuff like that. Um, critical hit, the Video Game uh, Musician Supergroup will also be there, so I'm probably going to spend my entire time hitting on Taylor Davis for some reason. Um,
1: a dude or a chick.
0: It's a chick. Okay, plays violin.
1: Taylor. Could have won it either (laughs) way.
0: That's that's true. Um, So so that should be cool. Um, But sometime between now and then, I'm also going to be. uh, getting up my Patreon where you can uh, support my music and stuff like that. Um, it, I haven't worked out all the levels yet. I want to get it done before that show. Um, I know there will be a level um, somewhere on the ground floor where you will get free downloads of all the music that I put out um, if you enter in at that level. So, But more details will be out as soon as I actually get that up and running. Yay. Anyway, yes, yay. Um, finally, potentially the dream of focusing on music entirely is – Possible, probably not attainable, but possible. Um, so anyway, if you like what you're like to hear, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/GamerheadRadio. Follow us on Twitter at GamerheadRadio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T.E.K. Charlie or at Penrose Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah. <laughs> We're on Google+, Plus. we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on iTunes, we're on our own website, GamerHeadRadio.com, we're on Google Play with the GamerHead Radio app on Android. It's free! Please download it. It works pretty well most of the time, except for Dan, apparently, for whatever reason. Yeah. Fuck it. That's
1: Dan. That's his that's, phone. that's Dan. Um, yeah, no it's yeah, it a it. JRPG, he doesn't understand it. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> anyway, um,
0: if you want to get a hold of us for any questions, comments, concerns, quandaries, or conundrums, uh, you can get a hold of us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call the official Gamerhead Radio hotline, didn't yell it this week, at 94926Gamer. Um, or, of course, you can get a hold of us on any of the social media accounts that we previously mentioned. This episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Penrose Brewery because why the fuck not? Charlie goes there all the time. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Hey.
3: checking my mic I'm Charlie I'm checking my mic
1: he's right over there <laughs> I'm, I'm lost She's doing like the whole beatnik thing and you're doing the Addams Family <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just disappointed at the lack of bassline in that song I was waiting for you to I didn't know where to go with it I was thinking more jazz fusion <laughs> that would have been fine and
3: first recording in the new studio
1: go